Welcome back to another exciting episode of Fat Boys Fantasy. I'm here with Bo Finley. I'm Brant Walker. The Double B's coming at you for week 13. Let's jump straight into this. Bo, what you got for yeah. some big, big performances this week? Yeah, so what a what a great week in fantasy. There were some huge explosions. Uh, you know, you had your Thanksgiving Day games. Supposed to have three, only ended up with two because of some big COVID news. Uh, there's some big news in the league in general. Uh, some guys came back and did some things, but let's just get it started with the big games. Three from each position. We're going to start right off with the quarterback position coming in at number three, Kirk Cousins. 307 yards passing, three touchdowns. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. 462 yards passing, three touchdowns. And number one quarterback of the week came in the way of Thanksgiving Day game. Deshaun Watson, 318 yards passing, four touchdowns. Your running backs of the week. Uh, number three, Nick Chubb, 144 yards rushing with one touchdown. Number to- two, Antonio Gibson, 115 yards with three touchdowns. And Mr. King, Derek Henry, fantasy football running back God, 178 yards, three touchdowns. Probably the second best performance overall of the week. Three wide receivers. Number three, DK Metcalf. Ten receptions, 177 yards. Don't come out and tell the man he's not reached Megatron status yet before a game. Still advised. (laughs) Number two, RIP, Will Fuller. Six receptions, 171 yards, two touchdowns. Idiot. Number one, Tyreek Hill. 13 receptions, 269 yards, three touchdowns. Almost all of that was before halftime. And I played against him. (laughs) (laughs) And then your uh, top three tight ends of the week. Uh, Number three, Rob Gronkowski, six receptions, 106 yards. Number two, Evan Ingram, six receptions, 129 yards. And number one, Dallas Goddard, seven receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Some huge scoring outbursts this week. A lot of fun games to watch. Absolutely, absolutely. Who would have thought you'd get your number, you know, your number one, your number two, and your number two uh, quarterbacks and wide receivers on Thursday night? You normally don't see huge explosions on Thursday nights. Not very often. So Um, I want to hit, I want to hit something here. A little welcome back, little welcome back to. Uh, fantasy relevancy or welcome back from injury. Austin Eckler, he's back. Looked phenomenal this week. Put up some good numbers. Ten receptions. Yeah, absolutely. Smashed Keenan Allen in receptions this week, which I didn't know that was possible for that team. Absolutely. Looked phenomenal. Uh, another name I'd like to get out, I think I had him out last week too, is Mr. Kenyon Drake. Had a good game again. Two touchdowns. So it looks like they're actually looking to use him in the red zone. Good for them. Good for them. Another name that – uh Kind of may uh, didn't explode, but definitely solidified his spot as the number two there in Green Bay is uh, Lazard. He come back uh, last week. It was he didn't play very many snaps. Uh, this week he came out, got himself a touchdown. Definitely, I think just putting him right back into the number two wide receiver there in Green Bay. We'll have to see. Uh, there, the hit he took and didn't come back from in that game. I'd be surprised if he's not on the concussion protocol when those come out this week. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see whether what happens with that. Now, before we get into the value menu um, or going any further, there still is still got a game this week. Don't forget, we do have a game. We've got a game tomorrow night: Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. That will count week twelve rather than week thirteen. How odd is that? Make sure you go out and check to see when your waivers and everything run because I know the NFL has pushed back waivers two days. They're not running until I think Friday morning. Um, sleeper app, it all depends on your commissioner if he changes it or not. Um, make sure you go out 
and uh, check with your commissioner if you need to. Uh, don't just uh, blow them off if they put something out to you. So <clears throat> the first thing I want to talk about, uh, both of these things are near and dear to myself uh, because I was the proud owner of both of them, uh, a lot less proud here as of late. Uh, number one, Will Fuller suspended six games for PED use. Go figure, the one time the man is able to keep himself healthy, he's gotten himself into the top 10 in PPR formats. Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistent is taking drugs to keep himself healthy. That's what I was going to say. He's probably doing it to stay healthy because he had nothing but injury problems in the NFL. Uh, I mean, I guess decent year to take it. Everybody's worried about the COVID. Who would have thought he would have got busted? Uh, he that's wasn't the dumb. only one from his team, I believe. Roby. Roby, yeah. Roby, the they must have been hanging Roby. out. And, uh, Apparently, Will Fuller did come out and say that he was appealing it. Uh, it was something he was prescribed as a doctor. The doctor gave him medical advice that it was something that would not pop off. Uh, as the uh, on the uh, list of, of banned drugs or performance enhancing drugs, uh, and uh, Will, Will Fuller and his agent have both said that they're going to come out and either go after the doctors or try to get him reinstated. Uh, and and we all know uh, the NFL the way it works, they can come out and say you have a six game suspension and you get three more games in before they 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 start it. Absolutely. Now usually with PED it's an immediate thing, but if he's appealing it. There's a chance he may get some more playing time yet this year. Keep an eye on that, definitely. Keep an eye on that. Because, um, like you said, he's been very consistent. I will be the first one to say that I was a uh, Will Fuller hater. Uh, even just a few weeks ago, I didn't think he was doing all that great. Then I went back, I looked at his stats, I watched him play, and he's really stepped into that role after Hopkins left. I mean, let's let's – Go over here and look at some season stats. I think he'd be right there he's, with he's, Hopkins. He's the number eight this year in uh, in PPR formats, and DeAndre Hopkins is the number seven. Let's just throw out our league, our point system, which is a little bit higher. We uh, give uh, one point for every seven and a half receiving yards, still one PPR. Uh, Hopkins has 232.9 points on the year. Will Fuller has 226.2. So they're right there. Right there. So did they uh, – yes, they lost Hopkins. I'm not going to obviously compare these two. But fantasy relevancy, Watson makes them relevant. Yeah, he definitely does. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, again, near and dear to my heart, um, what's going on with Alvin Kamara? Well, Alvin Kamara, I, I traded him away, and uh, now it's not starting to look too bad. Um, Kamara, I think it has a lot to do with – um, what's going on there in in New Orleans? Uh, first off, they held their opponents to the last two games, correct me if I'm wrong, three against Tampa Bay and then three against uh, uh, Denver. I, did they? No, no, no. They they played Atlanta the first week Taysom Hill played. So that's really when Kamara's had the huge drop-off right. okay. since Taysom Hill has been playing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so a lot has to do with, obviously, his goal line getting vultured by Taysom Hill. Now, um, so so he's getting his goal line work vultured by by Taysom Hill. Uh, Latavius Murray's come out the last two games had very good uh, very good games. The last two games Taysom Hill has started, um, they they've blown out their opponents. They sure. kind of this week they kind of it looked like they almost took it as a bye week. Um, Latavius Murray came out. He only played forty four percent of the snaps this week. Murray did. And so that brings Kamara up to, uh, I think he ended up with, yeah, 51% of the snaps. Yeah, he only had seven points, but he got 54 rushing yards, which is, I mean, 
decent for him when it, most of his, his bread and butter has been receptions right. this year. Uh, Kamara, I think, is just fine. You got Atlanta again, which Atlanta's defense stepped up huge this week. Looked really good against Derek Carr and uh, and the Raiders. Um, I think you're going to see more Kamara this week. And then they got harder games. Philly is the number top, I think, top ten against the rush, and and, and against and decent against the pass. They, I mean, they did just get smoked by DK. But and then they got Kansas City, which is going to be a shootout. They're going to need Kamara and Minnesota, who's starting to come into their own and put points up. I, I think you're fine with Kamara. I think Kamara is 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 a running back. Obviously, he's a running back one going forward. I think he's top five back the rest of the year still. I think it's just getting into the system. Taysom Hill can't do everything because guess what? They're going to focus on him, and then you're going to have a bigger issue with it. Yeah. I think Kamara's just fine. I would be willing to bet that Deion Jones spies. Taysom Hill this this time around, I would bet that uh, I would bet that there's a, a better than fifty percent chance that Taysom Hill finds the end zone again this week, but it won't be multiple times like it has been the last couple of weeks. Um, so that's definitely an interesting point, and and definitely something that that Kamara owners should be uh, aware of. Now, I do want to say that you brought up Atlanta's defense bouncing back into their own this week a little bit. So here a little later on, we're going to talk about the top ten defenses against the run and the top 10 defenses against the pass. That way you can be kind of prepared as you navigate your way through the, the uh, fantasy playoff schedule. To your championship. To your championship win. Uh, hopefully you get to feed your appetite by hoisting a trophy uh, if your league does that. Uh, I, I think Walker's got one more thing he wants to cover before we get into the value menu, so I'll, I'll go ahead and give the floor to you. I want to bring up another guy, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, this, this mainly is going to pertain to your keepers and your dynasties. He's been down this year. He's still the number eight in PPR in PPR formats. Um, he's he's played you know tough defenses. He's had Arizona, Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh, and he had Minnesota where he did hang up good points there against Minnesota. And he had Washington again. He's had some stingy defenses he's played against, and and he's really the only valuable option there. I mean, you got your Cooper and you got your CD, but who's really throwing them the ball? You still got Dalton trying to learn the offense and everything there. And, and, and yes, uh, Zeke does still have tough matchups, Baltimore, Cincy, San Fran, Philly. Your keepers and your, your dynasties. Remember, this is a down year for the Cowboys. It's a down year. Their line's banged up. He's an outstanding running back. He's still a top ten guy. Um, but lower your expectations the rest of the year for him. And if matchup-based, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but matchup-based this year, they play Baltimore next week. Now, Baltimore's banged up with COVID. We'll see how they do against um, – Old Pittsburgh uh, tomorrow night. Um, if they play. If they play. Uh, but then he still he gets Cincy, who's middle of the pack. He gets San Fran, who's starting to come into their own. He gets Philly. If matchup based and you have better options, it, it might be worth dropping him down to a flex spot or an RB two. I'm going to play. I'm going to play devil's advocate, if I may, for just a, for just a brief second here. The reason I want to play devil's advocate is because you're absolutely right. Ezekiel Elliott has been a in all fantasy terms, for what we expect from him, he's been a bum this year, okay? Against the Los Angeles Rams, week one, who are the number four team against the run, 31 fantasy points in PPR formats. Week two against the Atlanta Falcons, who are the number six team against the run, 24 fantasy points. Seattle, who is the number three team against the run, 19 points. Cleveland, who is the number nine team against the run, 23 points. Do you see a reoccurring trend here? Ezekiel Elliott is not a guy 
that you're going to take out of your lineup. You're going to put him in there. If you have, if you've taken him out because of bad weeks, if you're a team that's loaded, and I mean absolutely loaded, where he is, even in the standings at the at the number ten overall back. If you've got three backs that are better than him and you can sit him, sure. But this guy is hard to sit. He's done it against bad teams. Granted, 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 those games that I just listed, he had Dak Prescott for. I understand that takes a big, big part of it. Andy Dalton got, what, two weeks with the first team before he got hurt. Right. Then you had Ben DiNucci, who got one week with the first team. Then you got Cooper Rush, or Cooper Garrett, whatever his name was. Gilbert Godfrey. Whatever, whoever he was. <laughs> he got one week with the starting unit. Now Andy Dalton is back. As long as Andy Dalton doesn't get hurt, he's going to be the starter for the rest of the year. The team should start to build a little bit of chemistry. And they're still not at the playoffs. They, they, they are not. And it, they, Mike McCarthy is going to get fired at the end of this year or at next year if it continues. He's got to come up with a way to win. And I have said it all along this year, and I still stand by it. The only way the Cowboys are going to get any better is if Zeke gets his mojo and gets going. I don't sit Zeke if I get him. Now, if you were lucky enough to trade for Zeke and you give away a package of peanuts and a used Kleenex to get him, Naeem Hines and Kenyon Drake. And a second-round pick. And a second-round pick in a dynasty. Consider yourself very lucky. You put him in your lineup and forget he is there. The man just hung three points on Thanksgiving, and he's still a top 10 running back this year. There's a reason for that. He is going to get his points. I, I'm i not worried about Zeke. I'm not. I'm not. Let's go ahead and, and progress a little bit. Let's get into our value menu of the week. Uh, again, we're getting later in the season. The waiver wire is getting to be bare. The cupboard's empty. It's time to go grocery shopping. Let's go ahead and get us into the value menu. Walker, you want to kick it off or you want me to? I'll, I'll kick it off. Uh, we already said Latavius Murray. Uh, that, that's probably a name not on many waivers. If he is, snag him. Snag him, snag him, snag him. Um, another name, um, Chad Beebe over there in, in Minnesota. If, if uh, Adam Thielen misses any more time, I believe he's COVID, correct? Uh, he is, yes. If, so if he misses any So he time, should miss this week as well. Correct. Should. Should. If, if he missed any more time, BB, BB came out, he played 48% of the snaps, he had seven targets. Seven targets. He's a guy that you could instantly put into your flex if Adam Thielen misses. The, the Minnesota Vikings, they play uh, Jacksonville this week. And Easy the, matchup. And that says he's rostered in 0% of leagues. 0% of leagues. So if you want him, you can own him. This was a guy that, this was a guy, uh, last year he, he came out, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, cousin said that he really liked this guy's work ethic. He reminded him of Adam Thielen because he came out of nowhere and, and and kind of burst into the practice squad. And so this is a guy that you could go out, and if Adam misses time, I, I really think he's a good stash, especially if, if let's say, you need to get somebody out there that – you just lost your Will Fuller. You just lost your, you know, you lost some of your receivers or, or, or your flex starts. He's a guy that you could probably get out there and, and probably start him. He's probably going to see five to five to seven targets again this week. Yeah, yeah, especially if Thielen's out. Uh, the first, the first name I've got is uh, is Carryon Johnson, and I do want to to kind of put a little pre context out there with with my value menu of the week. Um, they're not super appealing, okay? I have to admit that myself. They're not super appealing, but I did, again, I did say the uh, waiver wire is getting pretty bare. So this guy is owned in 87% of leagues. So there's there's a little bit of leagues he's not owned in. Uh, he's been hurt this year. Kind of seems like he lost his starting job. Carry on Johnson. 
the la- just the last two weeks, week 11, he, he had 70% of the snap. And then week 12, he had 48%. Now, granted, week 12, uh, DeAndre Swift was out. Yes. So that could have a lot to do with it as well. And Adrian Peterson definitely out-touched him. Uh, but what I will say uh, in those last two weeks is he had – Swift also missed week 11. Yes, so Swift was out for both of them. So Johnson had five targets and four targets respectively and the two games without uh, without Swift. Now, the one thing that DeAndre Johnson has a leg up over on Swift is he had the, the possibility and the opportunity to play with Stafford last year. So on Johnson knows the system – uh, granted, Matt Patricia just got fired, so what what their what their team looks like next week nobody knows. Um, but again, nine targets and he, he run, ran the ball seventeen times in the last two weeks. So um, definitely a, a guy that um, is possibly out there that you could you could get. I wouldn't play him, uh, but another injury to Swift or Peterson, and he's a guy you could plug in at your flex. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go stick with the running backs here. Um, this should be your number one waiver claim. And it, he's only 15% of the leagues. Devontae Booker, we talked about this last week with your handcuffs, your handcuffs, your handcuffs. Booker's been doing just fine getting getting snaps with Jacobs in there. Uh, he did go down a little bit uh, the last two weeks. But Jacobs got banged up in that game this week. Booker – Booker's an instant start if if Jacobs misses any time whatsoever. If you're a Jacobs owner, you better have this as your number one. Or you should already own him. He's only owning 50% of the leagues, which is mind-boggling. When when in week nine he put up 15 points, in week 10 he put up 24. I don't understand. This guy should have been rostered. He should have been cuffed. This guy has been out there. And if he's not on a team in your league, you better have him as your number one claim. Yeah, he, he's definitely looked good. Now, I will say that I do believe Jacobs plays this week. Uh, the x-rays were all negative. Uh, he said He's come out and says he feels fine, so it'll definitely be a possibility for a load management if he does play. Uh, and the Raiders could very well take him and, and put him on the shelf this week just to give him extra time because he is only in his second year. He's, he's a guy that um, uh, Josh or John Gruden has said he wants to be a vocal part of his offense for many, many years. Right. They're not going to risk him getting a serious injury. And they're not playing for anything right now, really. They're, they're still in playoff contention in the AFC. It's it's The AFC wild card is a lot tighter than the NFC, so their loss to the Falcons this week was brutal for them. They pretty much have to win out to make it, but they're, they're still there. Mind-boggling to me, speaking of the NFC, I was looking at the status of the playoff picture, and I just want to bring this up. The San Francisco 49ers, the Chicago Bears, and the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons and – the Minnesota Vikings at five and six are, are all still, still in that wild card yep. hunt. Yep. So what you could honestly see, and I'm hoping we don't because it scares the living crap out of me, is uh, all three of the NFC West teams making the, the making play- the playoffs, which is very likely. I believe yes. at this point with San Fran getting healthy and everything at this point, else. Yes. Um, okay. So um, my last again a short week for value mini for me, um, Andy Isabel. Uh, of the Arizona Cardinals. He's rostered in 69% of leagues. Larry Fitzgerald just got put out with COVID last week, so he should miss again this week. Um, he saw 35% of the snaps this week, so not a, not a huge value, uh, but he had six targets. And, you know, he's got great player comps. When he came out, he was, he was, he was you know, said to be the next Tyler Lockett. So, uh, you know, it, for an Arizona Cardinal to be compared to a division rival, 
Uh, it's got to speak volumes. Now, granted, Andy Isabella has been woefully disappointing since he's been drafted. He did go like five spots in the draft ahead of DK Metcalf, which is interesting. Um, a, lot but, of, a lot of players went ahead of DK. A lot of players that shouldn't have, probably. Um, but, again, it's 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 worth noting that uh, Andy Isabella would be somebody if you wanted to roster him. I would only roster him while Larry Fitzgerald is out. Um, he doesn't have much of a role when, when all the Arizona wideouts are healthy. You've got Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, and Larry Fitzgerald. And apparently Kenny and Drake are all going to be getting targets before him. But while any of those guys and are And Chase out, Edmonds is still right there, yeah, too. Yeah, Chase Edmonds but is still right Andy there, too. But Andy Isabel has definitely got it stashed there. Yeah, so that's it for me for value. Got, after I'll let you finish it out. I got two more here. I got one that is, is – odds are he's probably not on your waivers. I went on to a couple of my leagues here, uh, barring there are smaller benches and with COVID and all the injuries and everything else going on. Debo Samuel, I'm looking at it, 72% owned. That's it. Debo Samuel just came out. Let's just talk about it. He's only played in five games this year. He had nine points in his very first game this year. He had four in the Miami game. He has 2014, and then he just came out back playing against the Rams. Amazing secondary they've had this year. Put 88% of the snaps on his first week back. He had 13 targets. Because really the only two that's catching passes right now there in San Fran is Debo and Kendrick Bourne. You lost your Kittle. It is worth noting that Brandon Ayuk comes back from, from – COVID this week. Okay. He just got cleared. Oh, okay. So I must that have is, missed that. Must have that is that. worth noting. Now, I don't expect Ayuk to come in and take all of those 13 targets, but he will get a share of them. Now, this guy right here, deep, 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 deep sleeper. If you got a deep bench, if, you're, if your rosters are, are deep and there's nothing and you're just looking to make a claim because you want to do some movement on your waivers, this guy could step in. He came from Rhode Island, small college. He's fast. Isaiah Coulter. He's there for Houston Texans. Once again, I reiterate the whole quickness. He's got the speed. He's got good hands. He had good reviews coming out of college. He, he Good body he, size. Yeah, yeah, he's 6'3", 190. He's going to come in. He has not, he's not been active on game day. So, obviously, you don't want to just jump him in. But for noting, Kenny Stills got cut. Randall Cobb on the IR. Will Fuller possibly suspended. So what are you looking at? Brandon Cooks and Kiki QT and, and Isaiah Colts. This kid right here, he could if he comes out and he shows that he's got any skills, if you got a deep bench, I would not mind stashing him on it. He could come out and, you know, be a stud. He could be a league winner. He could be a bust. But if you got room Taking a shot on a deep receiver with Deshaun Watson throwing the football. We already said it earlier in the episode. Deshaun Watson makes receivers look good. So. He does. He does. And let's let's think about these guys. That I mean, let's just talk about the main guy that came out undrafted, James Robinson. Look what he's done this year. Top ten running back this year. So these guys do come out of nowhere sometimes. Realistically, the Adam Thielen's rece- another big name that did it. The receiver core of this this recent draft class has been great as a whole. Regard. I mean, they've all had their games. Brandon Ayuk, Denzel Mims. Uh, you know, uh, C.D. Lamb, obviously, T. Higgins, Claypool. These, there's been several guys, Justin Jefferson, Van Jefferson. There's been tons of guys from this draft class that have come out and asserted, have asserted themselves this year. So what's to say there can't be one more? I mean, and Rager, Rager they keep wanting to get him involved. Rager, if yeah. Carson Wentz could learn how to throw the ball, we might have had a I'm not sure he has much of, much of a leash left. Though, I, we'll they, say only, that. they only gave Hurts two snaps. It made, or three snaps. It made no sense to me. They were talking about, oh, we're going to get him more work, but you didn't. What, what are we doing? We'll see what happens there. I, I still think that Hurts ends up taking over that backfield or that I've, that, that quarterback position there at some but, point. But who? Let's, let's talk about Philly. Well, we got a couple minutes. Who gives Philly the best chance to win? Jalen Hurts. 
I don't know if he does. Nick Foles. Is Nick Foles an option? It Nick might Foles be. gives them the best option to win. <laughs> he might be. But Carson Wentz knows the system, and he knows he knows how to play this ball game. If you remember the year that Carson Wentz went down, they were 11-2 and two prior to him getting hurt. He, he was, was on having MVP, MVP Absolutely. It's But the NFL is very much a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately right. league. You and I talk about this all the time when we talk to each other. Uh, I'm sure we're going to preach on this come draft time in this league. Name value means nothing. Name value means nothing. So You cannot get – this is me as a Carson Wentz hater right now. Carson Wentz name value means nothing. He's not won anything. He's not done enough in my mind to, to say that that spot's his. It can't be lost. Jalen Hurts was drafted. High expectations out of college. Great college career. Heisman finalist. They drafted him for a reason. But once again, you got to remember who drafted him. Did Doug Peterson want him? Did the front office want him? Is this heads clashing? Philly's Philly's a, a dumpster fire. It does Doug Peterson have much tread left on the tires I don't there? Think, if that division was competitive or competitive with better records this year, I'd say he's safe. But you, they're they're in second place in that division in the NFC least, where not one team has a winning record. NFC least, who's winning it? I Washington Redskins. Okay, that it. Football Washington team, sir. Football team. I apologize. Washington. I'm going with the New York Football Giants. I think even with Colt McCoy, they got a great receiving core. The running back Wayne Gallman starting to look better. Um, that whole team as a whole, the defense is looking good. They got a number one corner there that is shut down, and I think the Giants actually end up taking that division. Washington, I think, has the best pass rush in the NFL. And let's not forget, granted, it's it's been a few years, but they've got a pretty decent secondary as well. they got an amazing head coach, too, that also yes, knows they what do. he's doing. Riverboat Ron. He's been in this situation many times. He's had how many great defenses did he have in his time in Carolina? Yeah. I, I think Alex Smith under center gives that team so much consistency on the offensive side of the ball. If you remember Alex Smith when he was in Kansas City, Absolutely. if you remember Alex Smith when he was in San Francisco, the dude doesn't turn the ball over. Absolutely. He doesn't make flashy plays, but he puts seven, eight-minute drives together where you have 10, 15 plays every single time he's on the field and your defense gets time to rest. And what's the best thing to do when you have a team that likes to rush the passer? They're going all out every play. What's the best thing to do for them? Give them some Give rest. Give them some rest. Give them some rest. I Let's think it's the Washington football team that takes that division. As we're sitting here we're talking about defenses. Let's get into what you want yeah, to talk absolutely. about. Some, some defensive absolutely. playoff schedules to navigate your way through that championship Absolutely. So, again, it's worth noting before I get into this or before we get into it too deeply, you have guys that are that are matchup proof where you're not going to sit them. But if you're on a team that has three quarterbacks that you're rotating in and out or you have, you know, <clears throat> one stud running back and two flex low-end running back threes that you're having to play each week, you know, whatever the case may be, there's 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 – Especially when you get into the playoffs where the games mean a lot. Win or your season's over with or, you know, you got to win to make the money. Right. Okay. Right. So let me, just, let me just break it down. I'm going to start with the run defense and then we'll talk about them a little bit. So coming in at number 10 against the run is the San Francisco 49ers. Huge shock to me because of how beat up that defense is. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's shocking to see them uh, at number 10. For me, anyway. Number nine, I've got the Cleveland Browns. Miles Garrett anchoring that defense. That front that front seven is what's keeping them uh, consistent. Number eight, no surprise, Pittsburgh Steelers. Number seven is the Indianapolis Colts. 
The six, number six is a surprise to me as a Falcons fan, but it is the Atlanta Falcons. Number five is the New York football Giants. Number four is the Los Angeles Rams. Three, another surprise to me, the Seattle Seahawks. Number two, New Orleans Saints. And number one, Tampa Bay. Now, I will, I'm going to go through at least the top three teams here and, and just give you their playoff schedule so we can show some examples of when you might sit somebody that's a fringe against the run. So Tampa Bay has Minnesota. You're not going to sit Dalvin Cook. Absolutely not. Uh, week 15, they have the Atlanta Falcons. So you've got Todd Gurley. And they have Detroit in the championship week. So DeAndre Swift, Adrian Peterson. I'm sitting DeAndre Swift. I'm not, I'm not playing him. So, yeah, I mean, Swift out of the three teams that Tampa Bay has in the playoffs, Minnesota, Atlanta, and Detroit, Swift would be the guy that I would definitely – championship week, I'm not playing him. Uh, okay, we're talking championship week. So that's championship week. Let's talk about some backs you possibly could sub in. Championship week, Jacksonville Jaguars host Chicago. David Montgomery would be a – David Montgomery would be David a great Montgomery week. would be a good start. Uh, championship week, well, you're already probably starting these two. The Jets, they play Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. You're obviously probably already starting them if you want him. Uh, let's talk about somebody else. Who else? Uh, let's talk week 16. Um, what's, what's another running back name that you would probably look to start over over Swift in week 16? Um, well, again, let's go Wayne Gallman. Let's, let's look and see who Wayne Gallman has. That's a, that's they play name. Baltimore in championship week. I'm okay. sitting Wayne Gallman. <laughs> I'm sitting Wayne Gallman. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, realistically, that – who who you're playing is is tough to speculate because it all depends on what you have on your roster and what you don't have. Uh, you know, again, another another the number two team against the run, the, the New Orleans Saints. They have really they have they play some great running backs. They have um, Miles Sanders against Philly in Week 14, first week of playoffs. They have uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, Week six or 15 against the Chiefs, and they have Dalvin Cook. In week 17, championship week. So, again, not that you can sit any of those guys, really, because you can't. But if I had to pick one of those three to sit, I'm sorry, I'm going to sit Miles Sanders. I, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, that definitely would look. Um, uh, CEH is probably another one that you could possibly be looking to sit. Um, I know you and me, we're stacked at backs in that one in, in our keeper league. But we haven't really used him to where we drafted him. But when again we also have Aaron Jones and James Robinson as our one two punch. If you want me to be if you want me to be bluntly honest with you and how I would figure out what backs I'm not that aren't matchup based for me, it would it would be um I I would have to go and say I just because they're the top the top cream of the crop this year, Christian McCaffrey when he comes back and he's healthy, you're not gonna sit him as, as long as he gets a, a full role. Um but, again, it, it depends on what his role looks like. Alvin Kamara, you're not sitting. Dalvin Cook, you're not sitting. Derrick Henry, you're not sitting. James Robinson, you're not sitting. Uh, Antonio Gibson has moved into the top five. Uh, I, I'm not sitting him. Josh Jacobs, I'm not sitting. Aaron Jones, I'm not sitting. I'm not sitting Ezekiel Elliott. The first name that I would consider sitting in the top ten for the season in fantasy PPR is Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones would be a very much matchup-based play for me. Um, but, again, it's it's – it all depends on what you own on your roster and what your availability is for making those changes. Now, granted, just because a team's great against the run doesn't mean they can't be exposed one time. Right. Uh, and, again, if you're in a championship week and you've got a fringe guy who you've played every year or every week 
So say you've played Swift since he's broken out and taken over a big part of that backfield, and he's part of the reason you're making your championship push. Can you sit him even though he plays the number one run defense? I don't know. It, it's it's tough. Again, it, this this is more or less just so we can put it out to you guys who the best defenses are respectively at the, against the run and against the pass. I got you. So you know. Uh, running backs for me are a lot harder to sit. What we're getting ready to get into, I think it's very much uh, easier to sit. So let's just go right into it because I think it'll be a little bit easier and more dialogue will be able to happen here. The, the top 10 against the pass. Okay. Number 10, you got the Los Angeles Chargers. Number 9, Baltimore Ravens. 8, Philadelphia Eagles. 7, Denver Broncos. 6, Indianapolis Colts. 5, New Orleans Saints. 4, San Francisco 49ers. 3, Los Angeles Rams. Two, Pittsburgh. And number one, which is kind of shocking to me when I wrote it down, uh, is the Washington football team. And they were number one against the rush also? They were up there against the, the rush The too. Washington football team was not against the oh, rush. Oh, okay. okay. So, uh, which is shocking because you would think that front line would translate against yeah. the run I mean, as that's well. And, and when, you, when you hear people talk about Washington, they normally talk about that front seven. Absolutely. You don't hear them talk about that secondary. That's crazy. Absolutely. And, again, it, it very well could be because of how much pressure they're getting on quarterbacks how good their secondaries look. But, nonetheless – Let's just start it off right off the bat. Washington in the championship weeks has San Francisco, Seattle, Carolina. San Francisco, I'm going to start right there. If you have Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk on your team, those are guys that are not top 20 wideouts at this point in the season. Right. That would be a matchup-based sit that I would sit those guys because you probably have deeper wide receiver depth. Absolutely, especially if you have both of them. They both have been banged up all year. You definitely have to have some type of receivers if you're in if you're in the playoffs. Now, again, when they play Seattle, you can't sit DK. You can't sit Tyler. Those guys have both proved uh, proven to be un, un, unsittable because you never know which one's going to go off. It doesn't seem that they can both go off at the same time, which baffles me. Uh, and then against Carolina <laughs> – I'm sitting Robbie Anderson. I'm sitting DJ Moore. I'm sitting Curtis Samuel. I'm not. I'm not playing those guys that, championship week if I can. That's avoid against it. Washington. Yeah, you're talking about the pressure getting to Teddy and everything else. Absolutely not. Yeah. So okay. So let's just roll right along. Pittsburgh's the number two, and Pittsburgh has Buffalo. So Josh Allen, John Brown, Stephon Diggs. I think you. I think you would sit Brown and and, and you have to start Diggs though. Yeah, you have to start Diggs. I agree. Uh, Cincinnati, I'm not touching T. Higgins. I'm not touching A.J. Green. I'm not touching anything, especially with Burrow out. Yeah. Uh, and then they have Indy. Again, I'm not playing T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman. I'm not playing those guys championship week. Um, let's, let's, just, let's just go down for, for, for pure uh, talking point. Let's go down to the number seven team in, in pass defense <clears throat> because it is the Denver Broncos. Now, again, these are names that we've talked about a couple of other times, but the Denver Broncos have week 15, they have the Carolina Panthers, or week 14, excuse me, they have the Carolina Panthers. Week 15, they have the Buffalo Bills, and week 16, championship week, they have the Chargers. Is there any names in there that you would sit against the Denver Broncos? First of all, I'm going to take a stab at Denver. Are they, are they so good against the pass because nobody has to pass against them since they just get blown out? I mean, that, yes, <laughs> that's probably a part of it. Um, but uh, They have a great safety in Jonathan Simmons. Yeah. I mean, they've got a good defense. I mean, granted, they're missing their, their biggest, their best, their stud. Uh, Vaughn Miller has yeah. been out this year. Uh, let's see. You got you, you know, Buffalo, once again, cannot sit Stephon. Do Mitch. you start John Brown against Broncos in Week 15 if you have John Brown? I, no, I don't think you can. I think you're going to have to see what else you got out there. Uh, what you got there in week 14? Who they have the Panthers. So the Panthers. The- I think you got to start Robbie Anderson. I think 
You know what? I mean, Curtis Samuel's coming on, and DJ I'm Moore's starting coming. all three of them against Denver. Denver's the seventh overall pass defense. I think you, I think you definitely weigh your options there, but I think they're all three are valuable starts there. And then Chargers, you're not sitting Keenan Allen, you're not sitting Austin Eckler who catches passes. Mike Williams, are you starting Mike Absolutely Williams? Absolutely not. No. Okay. What about Hunter Henry? Are you starting Hunter Henry against that team? Well, I am because I'm forced to. Well, okay. but if we're we got ta- another tight end, <clears throat> we're talking about championship weeks, Walker. You don't have to worry about that. This uh, year. That's true. Injury, injuries, <laughs> injuries got me Sorry, this year. I had to take that little stab at you. Uh, but but again, I, I think if you have Hunter Henry. Do you have any other options in championship week? Do you have any more tight ends? Uh, maybe not. But, I mean, you could probably go out to waivers and maybe take a stab at somebody. Um, you'd have to look at your waivers, see what's on your waivers there. But I think Henry, Hunter Henry is is, is a starter uh, regardless of who his matchup is. Uh, yes, he, he he has had some down weeks. But uh, that, that team loves to throw the football. Let's talk Let's talk about one last team in this past defense just because they're, they're intriguing to me because – out of all the teams, besides maybe Pittsburgh, they're the, they're probably the well, and New Orleans, they're the most complete team. Uh, you own them in fantasy, the Los Angeles Rams. You've got Aaron Donald, so you've got a guaranteed pass rush. You've got Jalen Ramsey, who's probably still the arguably the best corner in football. Shut down corner, he, he locks up with number ones frequently and does a great job of it. They have New England, the New York Jets, and the Seattle Seahawks. Can you okay without without the exception of Seattle? Can you start Demir Bird, Nikhil Harry, or Jacoby Myers? No. Can you start Crowder or Denzel Mims? No. I think you could start Perryman. I think they have a shot of beating them deep with Perryman if they can if they can keep him alive. I, enough. The only thing I would say about those is. Does Jalen Ramsey shadow in those games, or does Jalen Ramsey take a side of the field? They'll take a side of the field because they also have um, Troy Hill over there as their other quarterback. And I honestly think in a game like that where you have three receivers that are almost the same caliber, I think um, I think they don't shadow. I think they take the side of the field. They take the Seahawk approach, as I always call it. Um, so I, I don't see you shadowing, um, which then again, if, if somebody catches a hot hand, they're going to probably move them to the opposite side of Ramsey. Um, but yeah, I just I don't I don't know if I would trust a Jets receiver. It's worth noting, at least in the New England game, I watched the New England Arizona game pretty closely this last week. Patrick Peterson didn't stay on one side of the field. He shadowed Bird and Myers. Now, granted, Cam Newton completed what like eight passes this week. Absolutely. Um, didn't need to complete many uh, to get the win, which is shocking to see Arizona play that bad. That's a couple weeks in a row they've been. But Patrick Peterson, granted he's been around a long time, he's still an elite corner in my mind in the NFL. Absolutely. And and don't forget, even with Cam Newton only only throwing 18 times, nine completions, the week prior against Houston in a shootout-type game, he threw for 365 yards. He threw the ball 40 times. In another game against Baltimore, nasty, nasty (laughs) weather, he he only threw the ball 17 times. Cam Newton doesn't always have to launch the ball around. They've got the, the Damian Harris back to help out that run. But if that run can't get going, then, then yes, they definitely have some wideouts there. And Cam, Cam's doesn't shy away from throwing. And, I mean, everyone thought he looked horrible week 12. But, I mean, did he really look that bad? Was his passes that bad? I didn't get a chance to really watch that game. I, I just don't think he had to pass much. There wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of um, – they, they really didn't play from behind much. 
Um, so, you know, it was... Now, what week do the Rams play them? The Rams play them week 14, so the very first week of... So, we got... that This week really is all that's left. And the, the, the issue with not knowing which receiver you could possibly start is this week Bird had the better game. The week prior, it was uh, Myers, Myers. Had a better game this week. So you don't know, really know who the number one is. I don't know why Peterson would have shadowed, uh, you know, a specific one. Uh, maybe they just don't trust the number two corner. I think against Arizona, I've said this, I think against Arizona and against Buffalo. You start your number two. You start the number two receiver on that team because Peterson is a shutdown corner. And the Giants are another one. Uh, you got Bradbury shutting down the number one. The number two corner is, is decent. I, I can't – pinpoint his name right now, but that's another one that you may want to look at starting a number two receiver, number two wide receiver against. Yeah, again, <laughs> uh, the reasons we put out the top ten against the run of the, against the pass is just to make you aware of it because, again, without sitting down to write this up myself, I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of Washington football team games this year. I would have never known. Granted, I knew they had a great pass rush. I wouldn't have known they were ranked this high. So it will open my eyes um, uh, for them a little bit. Um, so, again, purely just out there. So when you guys are setting your lineups for, for playoffs, uh, that, that you have just the general idea uh, of how good some of these teams are against uh, the pass and the run. I want to put something out. Go to the Fat Boys Fantasy Footballers, Fat Boy Fantasy Facebook page. We'll put up these top ten defenses on both the pass and against the run. We'll put these up. You can use them as reference. Get on there. Take a peek at it. That way you're not out there searching. We'll go ahead and throw it up on our page. We'll up, better Give yet, us a like on the page. We'll update it week out and week in, too, because I believe right now the Los Angeles Chargers are still ten. Don't forget they traded their best corner, Desmond King, to the Titans. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them come off, especially the way they've been playing lately. But, so we'll, we'll update that for you guys. Uh, we'll, we'll try to keep making that Facebook page a, a valuable tool that you can use when you're setting your lineups and stuff. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get in to the meal of the week. There's a lot of really juicy games I want to discuss again after we get through it. So, you know, let's let's just dive right in. Um, I, I believe you let us off on Thanksgiving week, Walker. Nums, nums, nums. So I, I'm going to uh, to lead us off this week. All three of my games that I'm talking about are noon games on Saturday or Sunday, rather. We don't have a Thursday night game this week because we have the Wednesday game. Wednesday night football, first time since 2012. Yeah, so that's definitely interesting. Um, but the first one I'm going to start off with is uh, the Cleveland Browns against the Tennessee Titans. Love it. Um, the reason I'm so intrigued by this game, obviously, is the backfields. Absolutely. Derrick Henry just came off of a great game. He was the number one running back this week. Nick Chubb on the opposite side of the ball was the number three. Which team is able to shut the other one down is the one that's going to win. Now, re remember, we just talked about the defenses. Cleveland is ranked inside the top ten against the run. Tennessee is not. Tennessee's had a shoddy defense this year. Um, it's 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 uh, definitely um, a game that I'm going to have my eye on. I, I think you start everybody on all sides of the ball. You start your A.J. Browns. You start your, your Derrick Henrys. You start Corey Davis if you've got him and, and you have to rely on him. You start Jarvis Landry, uh, Jonu Smith, Austin Landry Hooper. Looked good this week. Landry looked, really Landry good, looked this week. real good this week. Uh, and, and obviously you're not sitting King Henry or Nick Chubb. Now I will put out uh, watch for Tennessee's defense to come creeping up against the run because they did just play Indy. Um, and, I mean, Indy didn't really do a whole lot on the ground. Indy couldn't do anything against yeah. him really much at all, period. So, so that that's a good appetizer. That's a good little start of the week here. Uh, my appetizer is uh, the New England 
at the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, we just talked about Cam Newton being able to throw. I think this is a game that you're able to look at your receiving core, and I think you might be able to sneak a, a Bird or a Myers into. Obviously, you're starting all your Chargers. Um, this game, I think, is going to end up turning into a shootout. Um, uh, both defenses have been uh, a little shaky, and like he just, uh, like uh, Bo over here noted, the Chargers gave away their number one corner. So watch for that game to turn into a shootout. It could be a real high scoring game, and I, I think your Eckler is going to be way up there again on the backs. Uh, get him in there, and hopefully you were able to navigate your way through with uh, Austin Eckler on the IR all year, and you got you got some good backs, and you're starting Eckler at a flex. Get out of here with that. Now, once again. Uh, Mike Mike Williams is 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 always a tough start. Um, I think this game you might be able to plug him in, get him in a daily lineup for cheap, and I think that he's going to get a nice bomb. I think Herbert is uh, going to show that arm off this week. Well, it is also worth noting that Keenan Allen's going going to be shadowed by Stephon Gilmore. That's going to happen. And like you noted a couple weeks ago to me when we were talking about it, Gilmore has lost a step this he year. He has. He has, but Keenan Allen's not a speed guy. No. He's not the guy that's going to burn you deep. That's Mike Williams for this team. So that Keenan Allen-Stephon Gilmore matchup could be a great matchup. See which one of them comes out on top. Now, my entree, my main course meal of the week is the Indianapolis Colts against the Houston Texans. Love it. Another Will, good game. Will Fuller, is he going to play? I, I would say probably not. going to get his appeal in time. Phillip Rivers has looked great since their bye week, with the exception of last week against the um, – uh, Tennessee Titans, uh, Jacoby Brissett, two rushing touchdowns. Crazy, crazy. Snaked, snaked every touchdown from any running back that you could have possibly started in that game. Um, Phillip Rivers, Michael Pittman's kind of coming on as of late for him. What The interesting thing about this game for me is I, I believe this is the last week David Johnson's out on the IR. He may be eligible to return this week. It may be this week. It may be next. But – where are those Will Fuller targets going to go? Kiki Kuti. Kiki Kuti, uh, Isaiah Coulter that we talked about, uh, Duke Johnson. Brandon Cooks should have a huge role. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Brandon Cooks should explode this week, honestly. Uh, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Which running back for Indy is the one that breaks out this week? They seem to ride the hot hand. Uh, it's really been between Naeem Hines and, and Jonathan Taylor. Jordan Wilkins has been involved. I think he's kind of a change of pace, give both the studs a break. Oh, don't forget, Taylor did miss last week, so he might be rested and ready to go. True. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a fun game. I, I think uh, Indy's defense will come up and be big this week. They were missing to four, or, uh, uh, Buckner this past week, which is their best run stopper. And, I mean, it, they did play Henry, so, I mean, I don't know how big of a difference – but mind you, they were missing Buckner this week, and, and I think he's going to come back in and ready to go. Yeah, it, that again, the, Deshaun Watson's going to put on a show one way or the other, and I think Philip Rivers has really came out and kind of asserted himself the second half. You know, he, at one point when we were talking about him being a breakout candidate, he was the number twenty-seven quarterback in fantasy. He's creeped up to the number nineteen, so it, it'll be interesting to see where he finishes the season. Absolutely, and even playing Tennessee last week in the in the kind of a bust game, he still had twenty plus fantasy points for your team. Uh, my uh, my meal of the week, my entree, is the New York Football Giants and Colt McCoy versus the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, I'm going to go with my team. Um, this is a Tyler Lockett game written all over it. But 
I felt like this past week against Philly was a Tyler Lockett game written all over it with uh, Slay. Yeah, well, if Slay shouldn't have done pissed off DK Metcalf, yes. and Jim Short <laughs> should have kept his mouth shut and so, not told DK that he's no Megatron. This game is this game is 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 written for Tyler Lockett, but Seattle talking uh, to the Russell Wilson owners out there. Seattle is starting to lean on that run a lot more, especially if they don't need it. If they get to a, a ten to fourteen point lead, you're going to see Seattle lean on that run. Your Chris Carson's get him in there. He's coming back. He he took less snaps this do, past week. Do we get him in there? This is the number five run defense we're talking about. I now. think you do. I okay. think you do. I like Chris Carson. Obviously, you looked. He came out. First two passing plays of the game were two Chris Carson. One had a flag. The other one was a catch. Carson gets involved. He's one of our best pass catching backs we have. Um, I think Penny he should be back this week as well. Correct. Penny should be coming coming back. It might be this week. It might be next. Um, I just don't know if they're going to have a role for him. He could practice this week. Uh, so Penny, I just don't know if, like I said, I don't know if they're really going to have a role for him right now. Um, I think you get your Carson. I think that'd be the only back in Seattle I'm comfortable starting with. You start your Tyler Lockett, your DK Metcalf. Here's a little dagger I'm going to throw out. Uh, Jacob Hollister, I think, would be a – if you're desperate at tight end, I think you could go out and get Hollister. I think Hollister will find the end zone this week. Uh, Russ likes to look to the tight ends in the uh, red zone. Obviously, none of them really got any work this week. Uh, so, and then we go to the New York Giants side of the ball. Colt McCoy is throwing the ball. We're not sure exactly how he's going to look. I like the fact that he's there. I think Colt McCoy does have good upside. Uh, I think the receivers are still going to be able to get some. I think um, Shepard should feast with him. Um, with um, McCoy and another one that I'm going to go out when McCoy came in, he threw two more targets to Wayne Gallman. Then I think Gallman only had one target leading up to that in that entire game. I think you're going to see a lot more pass volume for Gallman. Okay. And Evan Ingram also get him in. So you start in Wayne Gallman against the number three run defense. If you're desperate. Other than that, I don't think you do. Uh, Seattle did a good job of putting a, putting a stop to, Miles Sanders this past week. Um, I don't think you would start Gallman unless you're desperate. He will get some catches. Um, and Seattle has been hurt by pass catching backs this year. But I don't think Gallman's good enough to hurt us too bad. Seattle's defense getting healthy. Should get Dunbar back too. So we got our one-two punch at corner. Not that it made a huge difference early in the season. But Seattle's defense is coming around. But I, I like Sterling Shepard in that game, and I like your Carson. How about Evan Ingram? You Absolutely. Should, yeah, I would play Evan Seattle Ingram Seattle well. Seattle just got ate up by Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I would definitely start Evan Ingram if you got him. Uh, my my, my uh, dessert of the week, uh, unfortunately I have to go with them. I, I, I seem to do it every week, but the Atlanta Falcons play the New Orleans Saints this week. Uh, another noon game. Um, uh, I think you start everybody on all sides of the ball as you have all year. Uh, as a Kamara owner, I, I almost cringe when I say start everybody because you feel like the way he's been since Taysom Hill plays, you want to sit him. But obviously you can't sit uh, Kamara. Uh, if Julio plays, you play Julio. Ridley, you play. Hayden Hurst, you play. Gurley, you play. Uh, Michael Thomas, you play. Um, Jared Cook, you play. Latavius Murray, you play. Taysom Hill, you play. Taysom Hill feasted on Atlanta last time. Um I, I don't think you start either team's defenses this week. Uh, not that Atlanta has lit up the Saints uh, in recent memory, but it is a division matchup, uh, and the Falcons have been playing a lot better since they fired Dan Quinn. 
Uh, Matt Ryan's looked a lot better when he's able to get the ball out. Now, granted, the last time they played the Saints, Matt Ryan got sacked nine times, so it was a fantastic day for your defense. I don't see that happening again this time. Start them, start everybody but your defenses. Uh, I think it's going to be a game that lights up the scoreboard, uh, and I think it'll be an entertaining game to see. Absolutely, I think I think Atlanta makes this a lot more competitive than uh, than they did a couple weeks ago. Uh, my uh, dessert is I'm going to stay in division here. Is the L.A. Rams versus your Arizona Cardinals? This is one of my favorite matchups. I'm a defensive guy, crazy. You know, I'm into fantasy, but I love watching defensive play. You get your Jalen Rams, you get your DeAndre Hopkins. That's going to be a fun matchup to watch. I think Hopkins is going to come out. Hopkins is going to slowly get back to track. I think you need to lower your expectations one more week for him. He'll get back. Uh, Kyler Murray is going to light the Rams up because he's going to be running for his life, and I think he's going to get a lot of of of, of run there. Um, Let's see. Uh, let's uh, number two there in um, Arizona is Christian Kirk. Kirk. Kirk, I think is a very good, a very good uh, start. He got Kirk got a lot of work as a number one last year, so I think Kirk could be a little sneaky start this week. Um, then you go over to the Rams side. Robert Woods has been putting on a show lately. Cooper Cup took a took a little step back this past week. Um, I think you start both receivers. Uh, Patrick Peterson's. I, I don't see him being able to shadow anybody there. Um, another one that I like, I really like in this in this matchup because of Patrick Peterson. I like Josh Reynolds to get involved. He got involved a lot in Seattle when when uh, when we covered. Or we didn't cover anybody, but he got a lot more involved in Seattle. And I think that uh, Josh Reynolds got a lot, a lot of involvement this past week. I think he's going to get a lot of involvement in this Arizona game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, real quick, just before, because we have a few minutes to wrap up and kill some time here. Uh, one of the games I want to talk about uh, is your Sunday night football game. Your Denver Broncos versus your Kansas City Chiefs. Who's the quarterback? Well, all three quarterbacks were cleared to, to resume normal activities. To, well, all, three out of four, I should say, were uh, able to resume Activity this week, so Drew Locke should be back under center there. Um, can the number seven overall pass defense slow down a division rival in, in Patrick Peterson or Patrick Peterson? Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Excuse me. I I, I say no. Um, I, I think they feast. Tyreek Hill is not going to have a seventy point fantasy game this week. Um, I I don't think uh, he. I think one of those. I think he's more pedestrian this week. I think it is a a Travis Kelsey game uh, explosion uh, and Denver. I would hope they're able to put up more points than they did last week. Uh, they put up. The oh, they complete more passes. Yeah, yeah. One one pass that should be pretty easy for Drew Locke uh, to accomplish. Uh, but that's one game. I know you said you wanted to talk briefly about Buffalo and San Fran. Yeah, Buffalo San Fran. That's that's going to be a fun game to watch. You got you got San Fran's defense getting healthy, getting back into it. You got Buffalo's defense that's nasty. They're always right there in the middle of the pack or above the pack in it. It's going to be a nasty game to watch. Uh, lower your expectations for your Debo, or your uh, yeah Debo Samuel's. Lower your expectations for him. Thirteen targets is a lot. You got your Kendrick Bourne coming back. Or uh, yeah, Kendrick Bourne's coming back. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. So they're both coming back on. Uh, both those guys, I think, are decent little. I would start Ayuk over Bourne there. Uh, Buffalo. San Francisco doesn't do a whole lot of shadowing. Richard Sherman's been known to play one side of the field. So at Diggs, you got to start Diggs. You got to start Josh Allen. I think that 
Buffalo is going to get in, get a nice little lead, and I think San Francisco is going to have to throw. Um, the running backs, what, what, what do you take on that San Francisco running backfield? Mostert came it's, out and looked good. It's Mostert's backfield, okay. unfortunately. I, I, I want to give uh, hold out hope that Tevin Coleman's going to get a roll. Uh, I've been saying all along I think he will, but I don't see it happening. Is Coleman droppable? In redraft leagues, 100%. Okay. And 100% in redraft leagues. I say no in dynasty and keeper, depending on how many positions you can keep. I say no in keeper and dynasty. Okay. Keeper, I say maybe because he's going to have such a low ADP. Dynasty, you keep him because if he gets traded or something happens in that backfield that sheds some light on it, I, I, I just don't think you drop him. One last game, let's talk about Washington-Pittsburgh. This, once again, as I noted earlier, I love defensive battles. This is going to be a low-scoring slugfest there in the trenches. It's going to be fun to watch. you got your Washington Redskins football team. Football team, got me, against your Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, let's see how Pittsburgh comes out after playing late in this week, dealing with the COVID. Is James Conner going to be able to play? Is it Benny Snell? Is it Anthony McFarlane? I'm excited to watch Wednesday's game, tomorrow's game. I want to know what Pittsburgh's going to do because Connor's on Connor's contracts up after this year. But this game on on what is it two? No, it's it's one of the Monday night triple header, double header, double whatever header, we got. And this game's going to be a slugfest. Um, which receiver? I'm going to go to you. Which receiver do you start for Pittsburgh in that game? I don't think you can start all three. <sighs> Chase Claypool's been the most consistent, it would appear. Uh, Deontay Johnson. Has had his moments in the spotlight. Um, Juju has been hot and cold. I, I think if I owned all three, which would be a head scratcher as to why you would, but if I owned all three and I, I I needed to play one of them, put them in my lineup and not question myself, it would be Chase Claypool. Mine right here, because I think Claypool and Johnson are going to see the outside. I think Juju's going to find the slot. I would go uh, Juju, Claypool, then Johnson. That's my order. I like I like Juju in this. I like Juju in this matchup. Washington, you got your Terry McLaurin. You got to start him. Got to start him. Got to start him. You got your J.D. McKissick. You got your uh, Antonio Gibson. You got, uh, I think, Peyton Barber got a few snaps in there. Do you start your running backs against yes. Pittsburgh? Okay. If I mean, we just talked about Antonio Gibson as the number five running back Antonio right now. Gibson's in PPR, you don't sit him. He's matchup proof at this point. You don't sit him. So, but I, I think that game's going to be low scoring. I don't see a whole lot of touchdowns coming off. But then again, Big Ben could come out and just say, hey, yeah, you think you guys are good and just start launching the ball. We saw him do it a couple weeks ago. It wouldn't shock me either. But again, Washington's got a great pass rush. Mm-hmm. We all know Big Ben's not fresh. No. He doesn't have spring chicken legs. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can get after him a little bit. That's going to be a down and dirty game down mm-hmm. there in the trenches because Pittsburgh's got one of the best. If I had to pick months. one Monday night football game to watch, I would pick that one over the absolutely. Buffalo San Fran. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm definitely going to be tuned into that game there. And uh, it gives us a chance to actually get a – Put eyes on that Washington defense. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Remember, go like our Facebook page at Fat Boys Fat Boys uh, Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. Man, I'm stumbling through at the end of this. Uh, and as always, stay hungry and stay fat, my friends. <laughs>